0: Welcome to the Holistic Podcast where we talk faith, lifestyle, and self-growth. I'm your host, Yenny Velasquez, and I am so glad you're here. Hey y'all, I am back with another episode. And today I'm just so excited. Like I don't even know where to start, but I just want to take the time to thank you, Kathy Dixon, for being on the show. I'm excited to have you on here. And you know, I just I really want people to know who you are. That's why I'm just getting straight to it because. I truly am so inspired by you. And so before we get into the episode, can you just give us a little bit of background of yourself so that our listeners can get to know you a little bit better?
1: Totally. Well, Yenny, thank you. I'm so excited for this conversation too. You and I can go on and on forever. So it's an advanced warning for anybody listening. (laughs) Um, So my gosh, where does this story start? Right? I think So much of who we are as adults, you know, kind of stems back to our childhood, right? So first and foremost, I'm a child of God. Uh, I am the daughter of Colombian immigrants. Um, I'm a mother now to three boys. We are in the process of uh, waiting for our match to adopt our daughter. I'm a wife to a veteran, freshly retired from the Air Force, and I'm the owner of OES Communications, which is a marketing agency here in the DMV um, for the last 10 years. And so, you know, it's a wild journey having all of those different hats, right? Um, this This year being the decade-long anniversary of the company, I feel like in a lot of ways has been a reflective year for me. It's been a year of expansion. It's been a year of evaluating what's worked. Deciding what I'm going to take with me and what I'm going to leave behind, um, and again, all those little pieces, right? From being that young girl translating for my parents in the grocery store at the age of five, um, applying for college on my own. My parents, you know, didn't give me the choice whether or not I was going to college, but it—I had to figure it out on my own, right? Or um, my both my dad, and my uncle's uh, heavy video production legacy and journalism on that side. And so, you know, I have memories from being a five year old girl on the White House lawn holding boom poles for um, international correspondence. And it was just all of that was seeping in along the way, right? Not knowing how it was going to become a part of my long term story. So, um, depending on the day, you know, I lean into one role more than the other, but I am all of those things and and proud of it.
0: I love that. It's so beautifully said. And before we get into more of just, the whole idea of this episode, and I told you, Kathy, it's just my heart for just how disciplined you are as a person and in each of those paths, right, that you said. So I'm excited for that. But before we get into the episode, I do what is called the Daily Dose segment. And it's just a segment for those who are you know, first-time listeners, just a segment where we can share something that has been fulfilling or giving us joy in this season of your life. So it can be, like I said, a Bible verse, maybe a book or something, but um, I'll go first and then I'll let you maybe think about something that that's giving you joy for you in this season. And for me, before we were gone to the interview, we were talking about like my daily walks with Eileen. Um, I've just been really honoring that time with Eileen because I know that she is growing up faster than mm-hmm. like that blink of an eye. And I'm just like sooner or later, she's like not going to want to walk with me. She's going to be in her teenage years and be like, OK, mom, like you go do your thing. Right. And so. Just having these moments where I can walk with her, take her in her little like push car and just talk to her, take her to the playground, swing her around. Like I just it's like one of those moments where I just forget about everything that all the other responsibilities, even though she is one of my responsibilities. But just having that time with her, it really just it fills me with a lot of peace and joy. So I really honor that time. But I'll let you take it away, Kathy. What is what is your daily dose in this season?
1: Okay. So I I have more than one, if that's okay, and they're quick. So one of the things that recently came to my attention from my business coach is that I need to have better control over my schedule. And so I am in the process throughout the whole month of October, um, creating better boundaries for days that are for deep dive work and days that are for team and days that are for other things like family or self-care. That is exciting to me because it's making me feel like I'm creating margin where sometimes there felt like there wasn't a lot of margin. That's one. Two, um, I'm, I found a pumpkin spice flavored protein powder that I have found the perfect way to make my protein coffee in the morning, like pumpkin spice, without all the sugar, without all the crap in it, and a lot of protein. So that makes me really happy. Um, and then each night, I write down five things that I'm grateful for. And some days I have to really stretch for it because the day might have just been a day. And other days, it's just amazing to see what God does in, you know, 15 hours of awake time for me.
0: Wow, that's amazing. And you've got to drop that protein uh, powder because pumpkin spice, girl.
1: First form is the (laughs) brand and it is delicious.
0: Okay, send it to me and I'll I'll put it in the show notes because I'm pretty sure people are going to, a lot of the listeners are really into their wellness and health journey. And so they always want to listen to like, or get those gems of like, okay, what's something that's gonna help my health in this season, my wellness, and so that's a big one. Yes, especially for the coffee lovers, um, and and macho lovers, right? Um, but that's beautiful. Thank you so much. So we'll get straight into the episode, and I'm excited because, like you said, we're probably gonna talk longer, <laughs> and that's okay because I really want uh, just people to know again, Kathy, your your story, your heart, and how you've become such a disciplined person. I mean, I told you, I. I literally was like, Kathy, you are one of the most disciplined people I know. Like, I remember telling you that because I was just like, I was just so amazed. I'm like, man, I was like, yeah. And it rubbed off on me, but we'll get into that. But before we do, what is one word to describe your current season and why?
1: Elevate. Elevate is my one word. And I just discovered that for myself. And it's actually like my why in life. Um, I aspire to elevate every business, every relationship, every community, every soul that comes in and out of my life. Um, my sole focus is to elevate that experience, whether it's increasing value for the business owners that I get to work with or speaking life into, um, women. I I feel like God brings a lot of women in really dark places in their life because I have walked those dark places. And my story is not a story of, um, easy. It's a story of heartbreak. It's a story of, um, hitting brick walls. It's a story of having to pick myself up again and keep going. And, um, you know, I've just accepted that that's the path, you know, and even in motherhood, you know, my oldest is nine, which is wild to me. And, you know, from the moment he was born, we found out he had a heart condition, you know, and and a few years later he had open heart surgery. And as a mother, that's a lot to walk through, you know, and, that's my story. My story is one of, you know, life isn't easy, that God didn't promise that, right? But he did promise mm-hmm. it with us, right? So I'm yes. super focused on everything I do, elevating everything I touch.
0: Yeah, I love that so much. You elevate brands to reach their full potential. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that. So um, now, can you briefly just tell us, like, I know you mentioned a little bit about your you your childhood and how you are where you are now but just tell us a little bit more about you know the person you are today from from very baby Kathy well you probably won't remember the baby years but you know like very young Kathy to the oh yes founder to I know you're also very big on promoting mental health and just becoming one of the most disciplined people that I know
1: Wow, such a big question, right? So I think if you were to ask my mom, and um, thankfully she's she's earth side with us and full of life and I got to keep up with her most days, um, she would have told you that Kathy's always known what she's wanted. wanted. She's never had problems advocating for herself. And she might've even called me bossy several times growing up. That might've been like the superlative I was given by my mom. Um, You know, just, I wanted to be a leader. And I didn't, obviously, before I even knew what the word meant, I knew that I liked that position. I knew that I enjoyed that responsibility and it played out in different ways growing up, right? I'm the oldest of three. I think in and of itself, God gives a birth order for a reason. And I tell my oldest son that I didn't choose for you to be the first one. God chose that. And so that Mm -hmm. comes a different level of expectations and responsibilities that you are capable of doing. Um, you know, then into my more formative years, middle school, high school, into college, I was an athlete all my life, played soccer competitively at the state level. Um, And that taught me extreme responsibility as well through high school and college because practice every day, literally every day, I was playing for both the school and a private club team. I was traveling weekends and playing weekdays. So there was no uh, white space in a good way. I think it kept me on the more straight and narrow, even though I still found several ways to get in trouble along the way. I think young, curious minds will do what young, curious minds do. Um, and, you know, as a parent, my gosh, you can only fill their schedule so much.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so, being an athlete, I think, was great because it held me accountable to a team of people that I didn't want to let down um other adults thankfully i always had great coaches that um were positive influences in my life and they held me to a standard of excellence that i was not allowed to play below that right and when i didn't show up the way they knew that i could they called me out on it quick so i think i learned really early on in those years that i'm capable of more and it's really obvious when i don't perform at that level um, throughout college, um, you know, made all the mistakes. I applied to college. I got into a few, I should have gone to the university of Maryland initially, but I went to Catholic U because I wanted to be different. Um, and that ended me in a lot of financial debt because my parents could not afford that. You know, it just wasn't realistic. And I had gotten a partial scholarship, but hello, private Christian school, um, in DC. it, it, it brought its own set of lessons. Right. And so quickly after I actually didn't end up being happy there either. Um, and so I transferred to community college, did that for 18 months, started getting a serving job, a, a second job, school, moved back home and just had to figure it out. My parents never bailed me out. And I think mostly because they could not not because they didn't want to, but that was, that was a blessing in disguise because I had to figure it out. And so By my junior year, I went to the University of Maryland satellite campus. Um, I don't know, girl, I think life grew me up quick. I think when you are um, the daughter of immigrants, you see life differently and you see certain things that maybe are totally normal for 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, you name it. It almost felt like a waste of time. I'm like, I'm not here to play games. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, time is money, people. You know what I mean? Um, And so I didn't need that, like, living on campus experience. You know, I still partying and the football games and things like that. And that was really fun, but, um, I was able to compartmentalize that. Like, this is the Kathy that has fun Thursday through Saturday. And this is the Kathy that means business Monday through Thursday or Sunday through Thursday. Um, and so that just kept snowballing, right? I mean, I feel like I could walk you through each season, but let's fast forward to when I had graduated college. Um, right when i graduated college i lost my father to pancreatic cancer and that mm-hmm. turned my world upside down my parents were high school sweethearts um he was amazing right he was a man who came to this country um with nothing and started off as a you know day laborer for a painting company 7 years later la- 7 years later bought that company from the american owner and then decided he was done with that, so he sold it, and then he became a radio DJ, and then decided that was enough for him, and then he became a TV producer, and then he became a a journalist, and by the time he passed away, he was the Voice of America director for international news, and he had gone to World Cups, and he was the White House correspondent for Columbia, and all without a degree. That's wild, right? So- I grew up seeing that um you can be what you want to be if you work real hard and are willing yeah. to go through those brick walls that are gonna are gonna be there, right? The yeah. right card is not laid out for most of us and that's okay.
0: Yeah. Wow, yeah. that's that's amazing. And I just wanna I have a few questions, to, but uh for soccer, what position did you play?
1: I was a right back, so Ooh. defense is life. I don't wanna hear it otherwise. And then I also played a uh, stopper. So it's okay. kind of in between, you know, defense and midfield, but defense yeah. is like, well, defense wins games.
0: I think that's, that's so funny because I feel like that just suits you so well. Like you're just a person that's like, no, I'm going to stop whatever comes in my way and you're not going to, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just so funny how everything works.
1: And I was like the leading scorer for headers in the county.
0: No, so, way. Like, that was like my
1: secret mm-hmm. weapon. So it was just, uh, you know, Colombia, my dad being a correspondent, Diego Valderrama was like my idol growing up. Okay. Oh and, like, curly hair, Colombia, blonde hair. It was just wild. And I grew up watching soccer and boxing. Those are the two sports my dad watched a ton of. Mm. Uh, obviously, no, thank you. I don't want to be hit in the face uh, repeatedly, but soccer was like my <laughs> jam, right? And so that was. Those were such great okay. years. I'm so happy that I got to have that experience.
0: Oh my gosh, we gotta we gotta plan a day to play now. <laughs> Let's
1: do it. I'll bring all my crazy boys.
0: No, seriously, I've been wanting to like play. because I, I played two and I was also I was either left or right mid. Uh so it, it just depends. And we have literally three gen like it was a two Yennies and a Jenny. Oh my for, god! Like, all the three mids. So every time they will call out like Yanni or Janny, they will be like, "Which one?" I was like, "This is this is why we're losing the game."
1: <laughs> if you're an outside mid. You had some endurance and running. You like doing.
0: Yeah, you know it's crazy because I've never always I've never really been like the the thinnest, right? Like everyone in that in the team would be, you know. But I I definitely endurance was definitely my. I feel like I always had high endurance, mm-hmm. and I've always kept that up. And I'm it's it's just crazy because again, like you can look at someone, they might be very thin but that doesn't necessarily mean that they'll have a high stamina or endurance
1: no if anything you probably will surprise a lot of people and yeah. you know you assume one thing and next thing you know they're chasing you down the sidelines
0: yeah like we had one of, for church we had like a soccer friendly game and, and a lot of the people there were like yeah i didn't know you played soccer you're pretty good i was like thank you i was like i just i haven't played in a while but it just it feels good i feel like once because you know how to play. And then if, even if you haven't played in a long time, it's like riding a bike, right? Like if you know how to ride a bike and you haven't done it in a while, but you, you just get on one, you're going to know it's like your muscle and memory, right? I,
1: uh, forget to, to address how that adrenaline rush plays into being a business owner, right? Uh,
0: that's a good one. We'll definitely touch on that. And uh I mean, and also another thing I really want to point out what you said, which I really love is you said, you know, with my parents, a lot of times they just they couldn't, they couldn't really like, you know, take out their hand to help you or to do this. And I love that because a lot I, what I've noticed a lot in our generation is we'd love to blame other people for the reasons why we didn't do this. And I was one of those people when I was younger, I would be like, well, my parents, this, they didn't let me do this. This. And like, we would blame them. It's just like a lot of times it's, it's one, our parents were very also protective. So either they, if they don't do something is to protect you. But two is like you said, either they couldn't afford it or they just, they couldn't, like there was, There was no way they were able to do that, and I feel like in that God uses that right to build our characters. And like you said, you had to grow up quicker than probably most of your peers. But in that, look how now that has been a a product of the person that you are today. All those, none of that was wasted. And so, I really wanted to point that out because I love that. I love that you're not putting any blame on anyone else. That you really you saw the the blessing in that, right? And so that is beautiful. And I really hope that other people take that on as well into their lives.
1: Yeah. And it was a journey to get there. Right. I mean, I think um, I always joke around that your twenties are like the decade of five personalities. You know, there's like 20 year old you who's not <laughs> quite the party and drinking age, right? If that's something you're going to dabble in for any period of time. And then um, I was partying, Kathy, I was brand new working, Kathy, I was engaged and married, then mom, then, mil- mm-hmm. and it was like, I didn't know what I was for a decade. It was like, who am I? I'm so confused. Um, But in that, you know, I know you mentioned the mental health, you know, like I had to get some counseling. Um, A lot of the times the skeletons in the closet don't show up till you are married. And Mm. because have this person that you're like, it's literally going to be Cinderella. Like, I'm going to be a Disney story. And then you get married and you have that it and realities, <laughs> like, I'm so confused why there aren't flowers on my table every day. You know, like that <laughs> to be a thing. And um, you know, motherhood. My gosh, I always say it was a, it, motherhood is like a single, single thing that has broken me and built me back up in a way that I did not see coming, and felt ill cared for. Right, throwing yeah. grief in there, throwing your own, you know, consequences to your own bad choices, but now and I think through motherhood I've developed so much more grace for my mother because this is not an easy gig and it does not come with a handbook and no two kids are the same so what works for the first one doesn't work for the third one
0: Mm -hmm. man I I only have one right now but I like I a lot of the people that I know or a lot of my family have like more than one and I'm just like man god bless you because (laughs) (laughs) I'm struggling with just one right now like she's in that stage she's in the everyone told me it was like, Yanni, watch out for the two to four stage. Like that is, it's something. yeah, you need grace. You need a lot of grace and patience. And I'm like, now I, now I'm in that season. I'm like, Lord have mercy. A lot of, walks.
1: A lot of outdoor walks with your head in <laughs>
0: literally. And then she's still trying to get out the, the little car. Like, yeah, me. I'm like, Oh, Angie. I'm like, girl, if you don't sit your butt down, like we are taking a walk There is, What do you want to do out here? Like, there was nothing else around like, there's just houses here. Like, where are you going to go play? That's a whole other, that could be a whole other episode. Um. So I, okay, again, like you just finished um, the 75 part challenge and you're in the phase one. So we were talking about that. I kind of want you to even touch base a little bit on like your key takeaways on that and just your experience on that, because that you inspired me to start that, that challenge myself. And when I tell you like, man, like, you really just yeah, like you said, there's no excuses. You have to be disciplined in this, and I, I just want to you know you to give us a little bit of insight on that and your experience with that.
1: Yeah, so seventy five hard is a completely free program that you can choose to do whenever you're ready. It's um, created by this guy named Andy Frazella. He actually owns First Form and several other companies, um, and mm-hmm. the program, though it has a really heavy physical component, is. Um, sort of pitched as a mental resilience program, so that in and of itself was like intriguing to me um seventy five hard is what they call basically the boot camp of this live hard year long program um it's not the entire year it's a i did the math it's forty five percent of your year, okay, so just so you can like feel better about it. Um, in those first 75 days, you're doing two work, two 45 minute workouts a day. No, you can't separate them into 15 minute chunks when it's convenient. They have to be continuous 45 minutes and one has to be outdoors. Rain, shine, snow, doesn't matter. Uh, you need to read 10 pages of a personal development book, drink a gallon of water, take a picture daily. And then am I forgetting anything? Oh, pick a nutrition program. Yeah. All right. So whatever that is, no put, meals. yep, no cheat meals and no alcohol. Right. So mm-hmm. ending again, what you're, what you do for fun, that might in and of itself scare you away. Um, the reason I did it. Okay. So I started, I meant to start June 1st. My back went out literally June 1st. And I don't, from a spiritual element, I think that was an attack of the enemy personally, because the enemy loves to keep us small, right? Mm-hmm. Anytime the enemy knows that we're going to expand and push through old stuff they're going to, you're going to get sidelined. Just expect it, right? It's like Sunday mornings going to church. You're going to go be with God's people and give God that hour and a half of your time today to just thank him and be a part of his community. And you're going to get in a fight with your husband and your kids are going to make you mad and you're going to forget your wallet in the process. It's just going to happen. It's just going to happen. Right. Um, and so I had to push it back two weeks because I mean, I was like emergency room bad. Um, and then Mm -hmm. I started, 19th with a friend. I w- we were going to start in July, and I said, you know what? I don't want to keep waiting. Let's just start. Let's just start. Over the course of the next 75 days, um, I was challenged in a lot of different ways. You know, June, July, August, September, early September in Maryland is Hell's front porch. It is swampy, it is so hot. Um, I live out towards uh, the Chesapeake Bay, so you know, it's just, it's a different weather out here, um, but I pushed through and I, the other thing with the program is if you fail any component on any given day, you start back at day one. So that in and of itself was motivation for me to keep going. Um, and so every day looked different, right? In the beginning, when I was just healing back from that back injury, it looked like a lot of yoga and slow walks, but I showed up. Um, as I developed, you know, more physical fitness and, and confidence, it looked different. And um by the end of it, my gosh, everything changed. Everything changed, Yenny. I think the biggest thing I the biggest reason I started was because I kept starting goals for myself, starting and not finishing. And that is like against everything I stand for. And I think we as mothers as natural helpers, um, it is so easy to put ourselves last. And sometimes we don't even realize we're doing that. We, well, so our, our son is sick and I'm tired and I haven't napped and he hasn't napped and I'm, I just can't, I'm too tired. Or my husband's traveling for a few days or I have, I have a deadline. I mean, there's a million, there's a mil- million valid reasons but do it anyway, right? And so that was really like the reason why I started was I got so sick of myself. I was literally sick of myself. I was like, I cannot <laughs> you right now Saying you do X, y, and Z, and then you do it for five days and then like lido sounds really good tomorrow, or chilling on the couch with my husband and, and watching TV after the kids go to bed sounds a lot better than jumping on the treadmill, you know, but it, I just had to push through. So the funny part was how I saw it affect everybody in my immediate sphere. So the first thing was my kids In the first two or three weeks, I have a nine-year-old, a six-year-old and a two-year-old in the first three to four weeks. Oh, you're going again. I want to go with you, mommy. Why do you have to keep going to work out? Complaints, drama, crying. They were so like, Dependent, codependent, like not a healthy dependency on me. um, That you know, you kind of feel bad in the beginning a little bit, right? I would say I, I don't know how other moms compared to my momming, but like you're fine, okay? Like it's gonna be fine. No, no (laughs) irreparable damage is gonna be done here. And I just said, boys, and I, I never apologized because I don't think as women or as moms we need to apologize for putting ourselves first, right? I'm a military wife. I was a military wife for 12 years. My husband just retired. In those 12 years, we did two deployments, probably 30 missions, probably 15 different schoolings that took him away anywhere from three, three weeks to six weeks at a time. I learned to do a lot of life on my own with my kids, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, let me tell you what my husband never did when he left. Apologize. He didn't also leave the fridge stocked for me, all the laundry done in the house, clean in the schedule. <laughs> he packed this stuff, gave me a kiss and said, I love you. See you, see you in six months. Right so why why on the flip side of that is the expectation that i'm supposed to lead your life. And not to say i don't, right? I mean i do that because i want to not because i have to. Right? Mm-hmm. But i think let's call out the nonsense that we hold ourselves to a standard of excellence. Not even excellence, it's a standard of impossibility. It's a standard of no grace. It's a standard of no grace for yourself. And so um don't apologize if and when you choose to pro- start prioritizing yourself because When you fill your cup, when you focus on you first, unapologetically, boldly, guess what? Everybody's going to benefit from that. Everybody. Right. And so uh, I have these little memories over those 75 days. Like the kids crying is one by the middle. They were just like, bye, mom, have a great walk. By the end, they're like, it's really dark outside, mommy. You probably shouldn't walk this late. I don't want you. And I'm like, bye. It's 10 o'clock. I got to get this walk in. (laughs) And my, you know, my husband would be making sure that I was okay. And the focus, I think, just communicates something Um, or even something, you know, as as real for moms in our stage of life, there was a particular evening where it was just like everything that could go wrong, did go wrong. It was about 730. The baby was down, but the bigs were not down in bed yet. They share a room.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. And my husband needed some help because he was doing some stuff. And in my head, I said, if I don't get down in the gym in the next 30 minutes. I'm going to be up to midnight because I haven't finished a lot of my tasks. And so I, he said, would you mind just putting the bigs to bed first before you go start your night? And I just said, no, I can't. I will do it when I'm done with doing what I'm doing. And he like eyes wide open, like what? <laughs> I mean, he didn't say anything back to me. And I just said, no. I said, because bedtime is going to take me 45 minutes between PJs, brushing your teeth, the story, the, you know, they're going to be dehydrated philosophers at this time as well. And like every, you know how bedtime goes with kids. And I just left. And I think it just started creating these boundaries for me that I had somehow, and it's so, it happened so easily. They started eroding over time. Right. Wow. So my mind got sharp. I got real focused girl. And you know, the benefits were seen, not just physically, mentally, my joy level, my business, I mean, the amount of sales I brought in in those 75 days, I brought in a $75,000 contract on the 75th day. Wow. That's not God. Tell I me mean, that's not God. God is not a, a God of coincidences, right? Obviously, that's a great size contract, the business owner, but the, just the matching of that, you know?
0: Yeah, it's God. Wow. That's amazing. And you know it's so funny? You say that because you said when you first started there come all the attacks there comes all the temptation there come girl when i tell you that first week i think it was like the first i don't even remember but it was like the first day that i had started like the first days couple of days eileen got terribly sick Mm -hmm. and my girl was wheezing like she couldn't she was like it's hurt like she was like verbally telling me was her chest was hurting and i was like oh my gosh i'm like and i'm like okay I'm like praying over her. I'm like, okay, God, like, I'm not trying to worry. Like, you know, and so the next day, like she was still wheezing and just really just wasn't doing well. So I took her to urgent care. Everything that had gone could go wrong, went wrong that day, wasted so much time, but then ended up there and they're like, yeah, you know, she may be developing asthma, all this stuff. Like, I'm just like, are you kidding me? Yeah. And, you know, like you said, like then the next couple of hours, I came back home and had to use, uh, I think it's called like a butyral yeah, or something like that. But you know, we did that. Luckily, I think it's a false alarm because she has stopped since then. Um, and I could have that same day. I felt so like, wow, like I need to be with her. Like you said, I, I need to be taking care of her. Like that's my responsibility, my duty. But then I remember I was like, no. But I'm still doing this challenge. And like you said, what helps is that I'm also doing with someone who her name is Cynthia. She's in Texas, and so we're both keeping each other accountable. And I'm like, okay, I, I have to do this. Like if I don't do this for myself, I'm gonna keep putting everyone else before me Mm -hmm. and it's just so unhealthy Mm -hmm. because then I'm just like, well, how about me? Like if I'm not also feeling, filling my cup, I can't do any, I can't do nothing for anyone else. I can't serve them in excellence. Right. So that day I remember, I'm just like, I I could skip a a workout and just stay here with Eileen, but I did not I was like, Rob, which is my husband. I was like, I'm going to the gym. I was like, I need this. I need to just like take away all noise and distractions and just, and my worries and anxiety, whatever it is, like all these things are trying to bring me down. I was like, I'm going to go.
1: A hundred percent.
0: And Eileen and was fine.
1: Oh my gosh, what? She survived?
0: Yeah, like she was like, yeah, I was, I'm okay. because you, like you said, you, you're just thinking our minds are so used to like the what if, right? Like what if, what if, what if, I'm like none, a lot of the stuff, I think it's like, there's a statistic that shows, I don't know if it's like 80% or something, but a lot of the things that we worry about, like never tend to happen. Something. It is just us it's yeah. our mental state and it's just like okay you need to learn to and that's why i love what you said like that every night now you try to do the five or you do the five things that you're grateful for like that is a great practice to take away that when your mind is like in constant worry or anxiety is you go back to those things that you're grateful for that god has been faithful in like you said after the, the 75 day or the 75 you got that huge contract like you could have you could have Anything else could have happened, but look what happened because you stuck through. Mm-hmm. And you were like, you know what? Focusing on that.
1: That back went out. I ended up getting an MRI. I have five bulging discs uh, okay. in my lower lower back. Okay. It's data. I look at it. I think you almost have to become... I have learned because of the type of uh, man I'm married to and the lifestyle mm-hmm. that he had for a long time. I had to learn that my emotions could not rule my life. Right? Mm-hmm. And like they're there. They're important. I see you. I honor you. I'm going to deal with you in therapy, but then I need to put you in a box because I cannot function if I live in this place of feelings constantly. Right. And so same thing, you know, when I got this MRI back, I was like, all right, well data. Um, if that's not motivation to get my stuff together and continue strengthening my body, I'd rather be sore than frail. Mm. Right.
0: That is so good.
1: Right. That's a whole so quote. I had, I had, Heat rashes in the middle of July for five days because I could only fit an outdoor walk in at 2 30 in the afternoon in July. It was 103 degrees outside. And I mean, I'm in like spandex, bike shorts, and like nothing crazy. I full out hives, all my legs, my arms. And guess what? I got to have to do I need to do it the next day. Did not go away for four days. And the only thing that gave me relief was diaper rash cream. Girl, I'm I was in no shape. I was diaper rash creamed up. You think you would think it's sunscreen down my legs and oh my you get it done, right? And so I think it's just like that a total acceptance and surrender yeah. to the fact that conditions are never gonna be ideal in your life. Never. And when they yeah. are, enjoy it, girl. Enjoy it because you're having a moment in case you don't realize it, you know? Yeah. Um, and it's so
0: funny, Kathy. I think of you every time I'm chugging like the last couple of ounces, like at eleven PM, like and oh, then I, I had to wake it. up every time to use the bathroom. <laughs> and my husband was like, "You go to the bathroom too much." I was like, "Because I'm drinking a gallon of water every day, <laughs> I'm detoxifying all my organs." <laughs> and it's so crazy, like like you said, when we drink, when I drink water, like a lot of times it's like, "Oh, man, I want another coffee. I want another dish. and this and And I just drink my water, and it's just I was just dehydrated. Like sis, stop yeah. trying to snack and do all this stuff. You just dehydrated. Like drink your water.
1: Absolutely. So good. It's so
0: funny. It's so funny. I always think about you, but I I mentioned that, you know, I want to talk about motivation versus discipline because they're obviously two different things. Right. And so I wanted to know, well, in my perspective, I feel like they're, they're definitely different, but you can use them together. But so what are your thoughts on that motivation versus like discipline?
1: Yeah. Um, gosh, motivation, just so motivation, in my head is that like initial spark that gets the idea going, right? I'm tired of feeling this way. Let's change it. Right. Discipline is the act of doing it day in and day out when the, when that excitement wears off, right? It's integrity at the end of the day It's doing what you say you're going to do when nobody's looking, nobody's turning you on anymore. And it's not that fun or sexy anymore. Right. Um, to be a business owner, you must have discipline because there are days that bring you to your knees as a business owner. There are conversations mm-hmm. with clients, there are situations with team members, there are deliverables gone wrong, um, there are cash flow issues, there are slow sales seasons, there are all the things and all the things you don't even know, right? Mm-hmm. Most of us don't get into business because we're like, let's be a business owner. It's usually I have this really awesome um thing that I love doing and I want to do it over and over and over again, right? Um, and, and, so it's just that commitment. I think at the end of the day, it's integrity and it's yeah. understanding that, um, I, I, I joke around that I'm a recovering perfectionist, right? And the, the reason you hear <laughs> excellence so much when you're around me is because perfection leaves no room for error. You were either perfect or you failed. Dang. That's, those are my options. That's sucks. <laughs> I want to unsubscribe from that rating system, whereas excellence, um, leaves room for the days that your daughter is wheezing all day long. And you had a terrible day at urgent care with somebody who had a bad attitude and, um, but you showed up and maybe your workout was super slow and maybe you like 0% wanted to be there and you chose the eight pound weights instead of the 20 pound weights. But you said you did what you said you were going to do. And that makes you excellent. You showed that, up The type of person, and I think honestly, a lot of this also spurred during the pandemic um, for me because I got really. Uh, this is like no surprise to you, or eventually your listeners. It's no surprise to you that I'm a contrarian thinker. I don't like just accepting something that's told to me and yes, mamming, yes, sirring, and moving on. No, I question everything, and I, I I encourage everybody to stay curious. Right? I raise our, we raise our boys that way. Just this morning, my oldest son, um, ADHD, we've had, you know, different growth points over the years because of just like the extra stuff that he works through, but we frame it, it's all about how you reframe your life, right? You can either choose to be like the victim or you can choose to take ownership of your life and deal with the cards you're dealt, right? So I, I have ADHD, just come to, came to find that out recently as well, no surprise. And so I tell my son, even before I found this out about myself, is you just have Lamborghini brain with bicycle brakes. <laughs> and so for him now, because he loves cars. So that's how he came up with that analogy. Mm. It's a good thing. Your brain is fast. You're just, your brakes are not appropriate to the speed your brain works at, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, this morning on a phone call with one of the people at the school to kind of uh, the yearly review of the supports that he may or may not need. Um, you know, Mrs. Dixon, you know, this situation happened in the lunchroom, you know, it, it was fine, but he, he was kind of growled up at a minute trying to speak over an adult. And I think most parents, and I know that this was true for my life. And I, I was telling a friend this morning, just this conversation, I think it's because my parents were immigrants and they didn't, they might've been afraid to buck the system. They might've not known where the boundary lines were in our culture, in the Hispanic culture, it's a lot about respect and honoring adults, right? So there's all these different things that play into this conversation, but I'm listening, I'm listening, and I, and I tell the system principal that I'm speaking to, um, thank you for letting me know, Daniel knows the expectation is always to be respectful. And I said, but I do wanna let you know that we raise our sons to advocate for themselves respectfully, always. And I said, so in this story, it sounds like Daniel felt like he wasn't being heard. Now, does he need to wait his turn to speak? Yeah. And honestly, it's so easy to point at the loudest kid as the problem child. But Daniel will not get in trouble for things like that with us. So if you want to let us know, that's fine. But just know that it's not going to be a consequence for him here at home. Because I don't want my kids to grow up. You know, you have a daughter, but I have three sons. And we got to think about the world that we live in right now that doesn't seem to have any room for men in it that bothers me as a mother of boys. I think I can be a strong woman, but I think that the world also needs strong men. Hmm. Right. And so being that contrarian thinker, being willing to stay curious and just see where all that goes, you know, it just, it plays into everything, right. It it plays into how you show up in your life. And I I think it's an important conversation to have. That's so good.
0: And I I saw a post that you had uh, shared where it was like, three uh five circles sorry and it's like the five circles are filled up and then the second scenario is like the circles are like halfway filled up and it says you know both of these scenarios are consistency do you agree and like you said yeah because you're showing up you are still showing up you might not be your full like i'll give an example i am currently in my uh, menstrual stage right (laughs) And, girl, my energy is at its lowest. Like, I mean, I get really, I've always had, like, very, like, my symptoms are very strong. Mm -hmm. And when I tell you, I could literally just, I could sit and sleep all day if I wanted to, but I can't because I know what the day, I have to conquer the day. Mm-hmm. And obviously I have to see what's also best for my body. Like, this is also not the time for me to go try to push all I can at the gym with the weights and, and the all that. Like, no, I'm, I'm at home doing Pilates. Yeah. I'm at home, you know, doing what I can. And if I do go to the gym, I'll do one of the machines and still get it done.
1: Yeah.
0: But it's just not the time. Like you said, you can, I'm going to burn myself out. Mm-hmm.
1: And listening to yourself, let your, like, I don't... <laughs> this is one of those things like do as I say, not as I do, because I have had to learn that the hard way. My body lets me know when I'm not listening to it. And it full stops me. And my husband actually brought this to my attention a few months ago where he's like, I think because I love what I do. I'm like, I love the focus. I love the process. I love the grind of it all. Right. And I don't mean grind like in a heavy, hard way. I mean, like showing up day to day, doing the steps, like that excites me. It doesn't overwhelm me most days. That I don't even pay attention to the fact that, like, maybe my back's starting to get a little sore. Mm. And it's not because I've been sitting the wrong way. It's because my body's stressed. It needs more rest. And so, whereas, like, example, our kids had strep last year. It knocked them out for a day or two. And granted, they're younger. It like full stopped me for six days. Fevers, chills, could not get out of bed. Because I'm not listening. My back going out, it was probably because I had been going, 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 going and didn't listen. So now as I'm in my mid to late thirties, right, like I listen. Like last week my back started getting sore for the first time again in three months. Guess what I did? I backed off the weights. I started taking more walks. Started taking my anti-inflammatories again. Went to Cairo, you know, the chiropractor two times in a week with some traction. Like did some stem work and Does it frustrate me mentally? Yes, because I think my brain still operates at a certain speed, but I'm getting, I'm going to chalk that up as a win and wisdom, right? Where it's like slowing down for a week is better than being sore for three months, right? And so I I think that's sort of what you're saying is honoring your journey wherever it's at. Just don't stop because guess what happens when you stop? Nothing. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, and I love that. And so I want to go into this next question because I know a lot of the listeners love to know, like, just how to right? So, can you share some practical steps on how to become a more disciplined person? And I know you touched a little bit about boundaries, and maybe even mentioning you know you know how to be disciplined with your schedule, balancing out your schedule as a wife, mom, and all those areas. So, I'll let you take some how more how to
1: be more disciplined. My goodness, such a good question. Also, um, so I think it actually starts with um, like your immediate circle and who you surround yourself with. I think in life, there are gonna be really clear seasons of having to audit your community, your network. There are people that maybe were a part of a certain season that won't be coming with you to the next season. Um, That's step one. Because I think it's really hard to change when the programming around you is so geared to you not changing. you know, when we first got married, I was one of the, the first people in my group to get married. Guess what? I mean, we could have kept partying and drinking and doing all the things, and we did. And guess what? That ended up almost us divorcing because it was not healthy to the type of marriage we wanted. Um, we pushed through that by the grace of God, right? Or when we had ninety thousand dollars of consumer debt, and then spent the next seven years on Dave Ramsey's program to get it all the way down to zero. Um, guess what? It wasn't happening. Margarita Fridays were not happening anymore. <laughs> uh, and usually it's the people closest to you that are going to give you the most grief, right? So, you know, whether it's family or friends, oh my gosh, let's go to Puerto Rico in December. Okay. But it's like October. Okay. I mean, how is this? Are you paying for the trip? You know, just put it on your credit card and pay for it over the year. Yes. You know, we're not going to operate that way anymore. Like we have a hard line in the sand because I want to be free in every sense of the word. Um, and so much grief, so much judgment. Right. So step one is audit your audit your people. And you're gonna know. You already know. You just don't want to face the facts. And it's okay to give your family boundaries. And it's okay mm-hmm. to create some distance. You can still love somebody from a distance. Right. But yes,
0: not- I say that all the time.
1: Not everybody gets to have the same access to you. Right. And I again I, I think so much of this is cultural for me where, you know, women and helping and the culture. And I I really had to start being okay with just being different. And your perception of that is your perception of that. But I got, I need to be okay with myself at the end of the day. Um, Step two is remember that your yeses need to be like hell yeses and and no is a complete sentence, right? Because every time you say yes to something that you're not fully committed to and excited about, you are like removing time and opportunity for the things that either God has definitely called you to move forward in this season or your walks with Eileen in the morning. That, those are equal kingdom opportunities in my, in my eyes, right? Amen. And so you have to evaluate the identity you've placed on yourself in the box, you keep yourself in um, and start shattering that like poking holes everywhere. Stay curious friends. Right. Because we hold ourselves to this identity that maybe we were from the ages of whatever to whatever. And, but you're not that person anymore. Hmm. And you're going to have to be okay. That maybe five years from now, you're not going to be that person again. Hmm. And we put on these facades for the sake of like keeping appearances. And um, maybe maintaining a certain status or reputation that you don't even really want anymore, right? And so that would be the, and this is not probably what you were thinking, right? It's a lot of interpersonal work. Get your butt into a counselor's office, start poking holes in those things that you know, maybe in the back of your mind are are keeping you small, right? Um, And then practically, right? So practically day to day, get up before your kids do. If you have kids, even if you don't have kids, get up early. I mean, I'm talking, I get up every day at 5 a.m. No, like Monday through Friday, 5 a.m. Um, on the weekends, maybe 6, 6.30, I still get up early. Um, because I want to set the tone for my day, right? So for me, there's no better way to start my day than with movement. Um I'm Colombian girl. So like, I'm not going to roll out of this house, looking erect. Like I'm going to at least put my hair in a nice ponytail, throw some light makeup on and look like I'm ready for the day. You're, people always laugh at this story, but my boys like, okay. Like I brush their hair, like they're going to smell good. They're not going to go to school in wrinkly clothes. And my oldest one day when my oldest teaches me so much, he, uh, mommy, my teacher told me, that it's not, it doesn't matter the way we look. It's about who we are on the inside. I think I told you the story. I'm like, she lied to you. It does matter the way she the way you look because the way you look is the first impression you're giving. And are you showing up your on your day on purpose? Like you're like you mean it, right? Show up the way that you intend to be taken.
0: Yeah. Right.
1: So I I believe that, right? Because it's gonna open or close doors for you.
0: Yeah.
1: Right? Yeah. And so Conquer the day get up early knock out those things that are going to fill your cup whatever that may be maybe it's movement maybe it's reading your bible maybe it's those five gratitude maybe it's 10 pages of a personal development book maybe it's you know 30 minutes in that project that you're going to incrementally move forward and guess what a year from now it's going to be done
0: yeah
1: and what's mm-hmm. what do um trying to think what else is like a real game changer for me
0: um and just like i think about it also like it's a daily battle like we're so sometimes we're just so focused on like, oh, what am I going to look like or the, the future, but it's like no focus on on the day that you're on right now. Mm-hmm. Like focus mm-hmm. and be excellent in that day. Tackle those tasks. Like it's a day. Like you know, worry. The Bible tells us like, don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow has its own worries. Mm-hmm. Just focus on today. You know, do what you got to do, and that will set you up yeah. for tomorrow, for you know the next couple of days or whatever. But yeah.
1: Yeah. And I think the only thing would be, and I'm, I'm, I have a billion and five, you know, th- things that I could suggest, but this is something that I've learned as a business owner that I think applies really well to other parts of your life. Do the things that are going to be income producing. And in a personal, let's put that to a personal example, do the things that are going to move the needle.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right. And so when, when you're sitting here overwhelmed, oh my gosh, I have to do this and this and this and this and this and this and this, and this. Pick the things that are actually gonna move the needle. Not everything's gonna move the needle forward. Yeah. Right. And be okay with that. Okay. Right? You don't have to do a
0: billion things in one day.
1: Right. So today might be like placing that Instacart order, um, meal prepping for the rest of the week because it's gonna set up my family for success. Um, you know, and whatever that looks like, maybe if you have an entrepreneurial route. And then try to make that a part of your routine. I'm I talk a lot about habit stacking, right? And so find the things you're already doing and try to put another thing in that same window. That's going to make your life easier. So I get up at five, make my water, my greens, water, I change into my gym clothes. I walk down to the basement where the gym is, but I have to walk through the laundry room to get to my gym. So what I do every single morning, I put a load to wash, And then when I'm done with my workout, I put that same load to dry. And then after I get to school, I grab that basket and I fold it at night. And so I'm doing one load of laundry every single day and I don't feel it because now it's become a part of this like routine. Make sense? Like try, so to auto- try to automate your life.
0: That is so good. I love that. And very lastly, like share any self-care tips that you do to show yourself love.
1: Oh my gosh. All of them. Okay. So I'm big on self-care. I'm big on skincare. So um, this thing, it's going to follow you for the rest of your life, ladies. <laughs> Um, So, you know, I invest in, in great skincare, those facials. That's the way that I I take care of myself. Um, I like movement every day. So that's the way that I show myself love. I had to flip the script in my head for a period of time. I was feeling real guilty about how much money I spent on like food and fitness and supplements and things like that. It's expensive but so is being sick. And so is eating out. And so is spending money on things that we impulse buy. And so, um, is my, the way that I'm spending my money aligning with the person I want to be five years from now. Yep. So we're good. And so those are those things that I just don't apologize for, right? Like the weeks that my husband's traveling or I'm traveling. I'm ordering those factor meals and I'm taking it with me on the road in the cooler. And you've seen me do it. No apologies. My little to go frother. I love that thing.
0: Uh, <laughs> you was like <laughs> prepared when we we're doing that conference, you had the whole snacks. You, I saw you doing the, the pumpkin protein coffee and I was like, wow, unbelievable. I love this.
1: Yeah. So, you know, I, I think that's one of those things at the end of the day, guys, if you take nothing away, like audit your life Um, and, continuously ask yourself am I doing things now that it's gonna that five years from now I can be proud of
0: mm, I love that okay well I was gonna ask you if you wanted if you had any last words of encouragement but I feel like that last sentence also yeah. is an encouragement but if you do you have anything that you you feel like the Holy Spirit is kind of nudging you to say to end it all
1: um never stop growing Never stop being curious. I think that one question that most of us don't ask ourselves, and if I asked you, you probably wouldn't know what to respond, is what do you want? What do you want? When I have friends that come to me and things are rough at home or at work or personal, just moments. And then I usually say, okay, let me ask you a question. What do you want in this equation? I heard all the things that person's not doing, but what do you want? Crickets. Literally. start, Start with you start with you. Never stop growing you. Enjoy the company of you because that develops a confidence that again, no matter what is not stable in your life in any given season, you're good. You're showing up to the gym, you're nourishing your body well, you're pouring into the word, you know, and it's okay. It's going to be okay. So I would say just never stop growing.
0: Wow! And with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, that was the fabulous, the one and only Kathy Dixon. <laughs> Kathy, very quickly, if people just want to touch base with you or just maybe have follow-up questions or anything, can you please share maybe your social media or contact that uh, information that people can reach you at?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I'm most active on Instagram and LinkedIn. So oh yes, Kathy. O h y e s, Kathy with a K. The company page is Oh Yes Communications. Um, and I'm, I'm active on there every single day and I'll voice memo you back? If you sent me a question, you know, so I um, love talking about this conversation and I love encouraging people into being their best selves. So I'd love to hear from you.
0: Thank you so much again for your time and for all the, the golden nuggets, as we call them um, to inspire people. And with that being said, thank you so much for listening as well. I'm praying for you guys. Stay blessed. Love y'all. I'm